Good afternoon, everybody. We're waiting for a few more people to get on, but we're going to get started. That's okay with you all. And thanks for joining me. I'm here. Uh, uh, the FEMA director is on. Uh, uh, FEMA director Chris Welsh, she, she's on. And I'm here with, uh, with my senior advisor and uh, boy who knows Louisiana very, very well, man, and, and New Orleans, and uh, Cedric Richmond. And what I'm going to do is make a brief statement here and then go through and tell you what we're doing, but then hear from all of you if that's okay. I know you're busy as the devil. Uh, I know you've got a lot to manage in your states, uh, but uh, the fact is that uh, I, I want to hear from you. We both want to hear from you. And uh, we know Hurricane Ida had the potential to cause massive, massive uh, damage. And, uh, and that's exactly what we saw. We already know there's been at least one confirmed death, and uh, a number, that number is likely to grow. Um, and I've got, uh, we've got a million people in Louisiana without power. And uh, for a time, uh, Ida caused the Mississippi River to literally change its direction. And some folks are still dealing with the storm surge and flash flooding. And there are roads that are impassable due to debris and down power lines. And we need people to continue to shelter in place if it's safe for them to do so. And uh, for those who have lost their homes, and uh, uh, you know, states working with the American Red Cross have already opened 50, 50 shelters in the affected areas across the Gulf Coast. We've already begun search and rescue efforts, and we get folks uh, who out there who need assistance. Uh, and we're doing our, the best we can. More than 5,000 members of your National Guard have been activated from Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, and Texas to support search and rescue and recovery efforts. And FEMA has prepositioned literally millions of meals and liters of water. They're already pre-positioned, as well as other resources in the immediate area. And we've deployed more than 200 generators, and we already moved into the region. They've been moved in ahead of time. And uh, the administrator, Griswell, and her team at FEMA is working, getting more of those uh, into the area. And we're in close contact with local electric providers to see what they need. They're all private providers. We don't control that, but we're doing all we can to minimize the amount of time it's going to take to get power back up for everyone in the region. And uh, we've been working with the electric sector throughout the night and, uh, and all day today to assess and understand the full, the full extent of the damage. To accelerate the process, I've asked the, uh, the Federal Aviation Administration to uh, work today with Louisiana and Mississippi electric companies to authorize the use of surveillance drones to assess Ida's damage to energy infrastructure, while ensuring those flights do not disrupt aerial search and rescue uh, operations. And I've also asked the Pentagon and the Department of Homeland Security to immediately make available any satellite imagery that can assist in assessing the damage in your states and cities and parishes. Local utilities are going to soon begin restoration work, including prioritizing getting transmission lines uh, into New Orleans uh, and get them back up and running. A lot of them have been taken down. More than uh, 25,000 debris crews 
uh, and linemen from at least 30 states are rolling in to support you. Some are already pre-positioned and close and hopefully are already underway. But we need to be prepared uh, and uh, uh, that, that, that we're about as prepared as we could be for the early stage of this. And there's a lot more to do. We also know a lot of people lost their cell phone service if their particular carrier tower is down or damaged. So this morning, the Federal Communications Commission has worked with the cellular providers to initiate their cooperative framework agreement. That agreement allows customers on one line uh, with, with one provider to go to another provider if that provider is down. So it allows customers to use roaming access carriers to any of the carriers that are up and running. And that means you should be able to get a signal no matter who your carrier was or is. The main thing I want to make clear to all of you is we're providing any help we, you, that you're going to need. And so I've got, uh, as I said, I've got my senior advisor, Cedric Richmond, here with me. You all know him. He's a New Orleans native. He's a congressman in Louisiana, was a congressman in Louisiana's second district for 10 years. He knows the area. He knows the people and, uh, and uh, he uh, who have been affected by Ida. And he knows how to get things done in government. While FEMA is our lead uh, for on-the-ground response, if there's something you need, needs my attention, Cedric's your direct line, direct line in the White House throughout this recovery. And I mean that. Whatever you need, go to Cedric. He'll get to me. We'll get you what you need if we can. The people of Louisiana and, Mil and Mississippi are resilient. And, but it's uh, in moments like these that we can certainly see the power of government to respond to the needs of the people if government's prepared and if they respond. That's our job if we work together. The folks get knocked down, we're there to help you get back on your feet. The most important element, though, is coordinating all the branches of government, state, local, and federal. And that's what we're trying to make sure that we try to do before this hurricane hit. That's why we've begun working together. Uh, we're, we're going to stand with you and the people of the Gulf as long as it takes for you to recover. And uh, so I'm now going to turn this over to, uh, uh, to John Bell, Governor Edwards uh, of Louisiana. And, Governor, give us your assessment of what, what you have, what you're seeing out there. Tell me what you're hearing and what your team on the ground and anything you need that we haven't gotten to you. Uh, thank you very much, Mr. President. And uh, you couldn't pick the better person than Cedric Richmond, and we look forward to working with, with him as well. Uh, first of all, let me thank you for signing my request for a pre-landfall declaration and then last night signing the major disaster uh, declaration. That's going to be very helpful. Uh, Hurricane Ida came on shore with everything that was advertised. Yep. Uh, the surge, the rain, the wind. Uh, the good news first is all of our levy systems, particularly our federal levy systems and hurricane risk reduction systems, performed magnificently. Uh, they were not overtopped. None of them were breached. Even, even our levy systems that were paid for with state and local funding uh, in Lafouche and Terrebonne Parish performed extremely well. It would be a different story altogether uh, had any of those uh, uh, levy systems failed. Having said that, the damage is still catastrophic, uh, but it was primarily wind-driven. Uh, but we know that there were some areas that received uh, tremendous rainfall as well. Uh, but we're going to be dealing with this with this damage for quite a while. And you mentioned the power outage. That is critical for us. 
Uh, and it's really a million homes and businesses that are out. And it's, I, my best guess is you're getting closer to 2 million people uh, without electricity right now. Uh, and of course, we're trying to prioritize the restoration so that our hospitals come back up first, because yeah. while they're all on generator power, uh, generators typically, you know, fail after some period of time. So we want to get them back up first. And in the meantime, we already have the Corps of Engineers on the ground identifying additional generators that we can bring to these hospital locations uh, so that should we have a failure before power is restored, we're going to be able to switch them over. They're working extremely hard on that. And, and we have FEMA embedded with us here since before the storm. Uh, the truth of the matter is they've been at GoSep since the day I became governor. They, they haven't left uh, because of one disaster uh, or emergency after another. Uh, but they're doing really well. We, we look forward to uh, visiting with uh, Administrator Quiswell, who I think is going to be able to come down tomorrow, Mr. President. But uh, this, this is going to be a long haul, and, and uh, yeah. we know that we're going to need uh, assistance with a housing uh, program. We're putting together preliminary information this week uh, that can potentially drive uh, an appropriation for CDBG. Uh, we'll be getting with you all, uh, and I'll work through uh, Cedric Richmond on that, Mr. President, uh, to, to make sure that we can get a program up and running uh, just as soon as possible. But but I want to I want to finish with really the most important thing. We are still in a life-saving mode here doing search and rescue. Uh, the, the roads, the highways into the most affected area were completely uh, clogged with debris, down power lines, trees. Uh, we're making really good progress. We actually started our ground uh, search and rescue this morning at daylight. We dispatched uh, those uh, forces. And by the way, we already had search and rescue teams from 16 states in Louisiana as of yesterday. They started moving to the affected areas at three o'clock this morning. At six o'clock, they were they were uh, actually doing search and rescues from 911 calls that came in over the night that couldn't be uh, responded to. And then by six o'clock this morning, we actually were affecting rescues uh, out of the air as well. And the last thing I want to say is that the very first rescues occurred at a hospital in Galliano down in Lafouche Parish by the U.S. Coast Guard because they were able to fly before before any other assets could and they were able to move about seven patients uh, from a hospital down there you probably saw the hospital that had the roof uh, just completely uh, uh, you know, yeah. taken off yesterday uh, your Coast Guard uh, rescued and, and, and relocated those patients uh, first thing this morning and we are very appreciative of that thank you well, look, uh, I wanted, we, we worked real hard with you to get the search and rescue teams in place, on, but they, you, you say they have been able to respond on, yes, in sir. a timely and, way. Yes, sir. And, and I, I'm, I can't tell you they're everywhere we want them, but, but they, they started responding first thing this morning. And, and those 16 teams, that doesn't include the National Guard or the, the wildlife yeah. and fisheries officers here. You know, I've got all 5,000 of my National Guardsmen activated uh we're going to end up with about five thousand more coming in from out of state through an emac request and one of the reasons this is important mr president is we've got 2400 of our soldiers in our 256 uh, brigade uh, infantry combat team they're deployed to the middle east uh, yeah. and so uh we're, we're going to have emac requests where 
I think as early as tomorrow, uh, we're going to have additional soldiers uh, coming from National Guards from, uh, from sister states, and that's going to be very helpful as well. Well, good. Well, look, uh, if there's anything else you need, you know, just call. I mean, you, you, you got the team at the table there, a lot of them. And so yes. just, just holler. All right. I, now, uh, Cedric, uh, who are we going to next? Governor Reese. Is go oh, you are. I, I understand, Gov, you're not uh, on video, but you are on the telephone. So, Gov, fire away. Well, thank you, Mr. President. Um, when we spoke on Friday, you assured me that uh, when we asked for the pre-landfall declaration that you would immediately sign it, and you did exactly that, and I want to thank you uh, for doing so. We're in a little bit of a different position right now, obviously, than, than our friends in Louisiana. Um, the storm is, uh, the eye of the storm is currently west of Jackson, and so we probably have between 18 and 22 more hours of the eye of the storm being in the state of Mississippi. We also have, uh, because it's such a large storm, uh, our largest threat in terms of tornadic activity uh, still remains along our coastline and, and in the counties just north of there. Um, the, the storm, uh, which, which um, really is challenging, has slowed down to, to about eight miles an hour, and so that's the reason it's going to stay in the state for so long which leads to more and more rainfall. So the, the bad news for us is that we're going to get uh, even more rainfall than maybe we originally anticipated. The good news is because it's moving so slow, uh, the wind speeds um, have not reached where we thought they would be in the 65 to 75 mile an hour range here in central Mississippi. They're really closer to 30 to 40 miles an hour, certainly still uh, providing uh, some significant challenges, but not to the extent that it otherwise could have been. Because of that, um, we know that our greatest threats here in Mississippi are with respect to rising water and, and uh, power outages. Uh, the, the storm has been in the state for uh, about eight to 10 hours now. Um, we've got 135,000 plus uh, Mississippi dwellings that have not and cannot receive power right now. We're working, working on that, but we anticipate that number to significantly increase over the next 20 hours as the storm uh, continues to, to move more, to move north. We have determined um, in meeting with our team, Mr. President, as well as your team at FEMA earlier today, that the uh, SARS assets, the search and rescue teams from FEMA in our state are not currently needed in our state. We believe our state and local assets can uh, meet the needs, and so we have um, encouraged um, our FEMA uh, counterparts to release those individuals uh, over to Louisiana to help with those search and rescue. Good. As well as I have directed General Bowles, my adjutant general, uh, as we progress over the next eight to ten hours, uh, he has already reached out to his counterpart uh, in Louisiana, and we're going to be sending uh, men and women in uniform from Mississippi to help uh, in Louisiana um, because that's just that's who we are. And so uh, we've got, uh, again, some uh, about 20 hours ahead of us of uh, winds and lots and lots of rain. Uh, but all things considered, um, because the storm slowed up so considerably, um, we're seeing more, more rain, more water, but a lot less wind, uh, which is certainly helpful. Well, thanks an awful lot, Gov. And again, thanks for your 
generosity in sending some of those search and rescue teams to Louisiana. And uh, is, uh, is, is Mayor Cantrell on? Mayor Cantrell, are, are you on? I don't, I don't think she was able to get connected. I don't think so, Mr. President, but we have Cynthia Lee Shank. Oh, okay. Parish president from Jefferson Parish, which includes uh, Grand Island. And other the place is hard hit. Well, you were hard hit, weren't you, Madam President? Especially thank you. down yes, in Grand we were. Island. Thank you, Mr. President, um, Congressman, Governor, thank you. Um, we have not had contact with Grand Isle. Uh, Congressman, you know Mayor Carmadale. I talked to him yesterday evening. He thought 40 people were on the island, couldn't get them off, including some firefighters. We have not had contact with them since yesterday. Um, I'm told that the uh, Mayor Carmadale is in Galliano, and, and Governor, I think he's on a helicopter by the state police, is what I heard, to get him to the island. And, and just, as long as there's communication, we'll be able to communicate with him. And, see what's going on there. But it's it's very hard to not have any word from that island and the people on it since that time. In Lafitte, um, the water was very high to the roofs of houses. Uh, our first responders, Sheriff Joseph Lapinto, our firefighters, Louisiana National Guard, uh, some, some Coast Guard are there doing search and rescue. Uh, they're having to get boats in and out. Um, we are sheltering those people at Park Playground. And then I believe the state is going to coordinate um, governor for a pickup and move them out to Alexandria is, is my understanding. And then of course, our systems are down. We have no electricity, no communication. Um, our water systems are down. We're losing pressure. We had to do a boil water advisory. Our sewer system, as you know, is based on electricity. So we're gonna start having backups there. So that's gonna be a hygiene problem. And we're encouraging residents who are out of the area to stay out because we do not have the modern amenities to bring them back home. And um, and, and the people inside, you know, we're gonna to have to take care of them. But some of the people in here who stay during the storm and, okay, and are okay, in the next couple of days, they may wanna get out and it might be a be best idea for them to get out because it's gonna be difficult life for quite some time. Thank you, Madam President. Thank you. Cedric, what about the oil port? Well, the governor or uh, Paris President Shane could talk about that. The president's inquiring about uh, the oil ports down in uh, Port Fouchon and the effect and, and where we are there. I personally do not have eyes on that situation. So actually the only, the visual I get is if I see something on the national news, but I don't have word about that. Thank you. Governor? 